Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. On today, we're going to be looking at those disobedient children of Israel. I know in past episodes, we've talked about them at the Red Sea, and we've talked about other things they've gone through. Today, we're going to talk about how they behaved while Moses was up the mountain talking face to face with God. I think that this is a familiar passage for most people, this idea of the golden calf that they made to worship. And I think that we are so quick to judge them and to condemn them and to think about like, how could they be so wildly disrespectful and disobedient to God when he had just parted the Red Sea for them, when he was showing up in so many miraculous ways for them. But before we get too great in our criticism, I think we need to reflect on our own lives, that God does great and amazing things for us in our own lives, and then we just turn around and fall apart. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I know that's true in my life. So let's look at what it says in Exodus 32, verses 1 through 9. I think I'll stop at verse 9. Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 9. When the people saw that Moses had not come down from the mountain, but was staying there a long time, they gathered around Aaron and said to him, We do not know what has happened to this man Moses, who led us out of Egypt, so make us a god to lead us. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold earrings which your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took the earrings, melted them, poured the gold into a mold, and made a gold bull calf. The people said, Israel, this is our God who led us out of Egypt. Then Aaron built an altar in front of the gold bull calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to honor the Lord. Early the next morning, they brought some animals to burn as sacrifices and others to eat as fellowship offerings. The people sat down to a feast, which turned into an orgy of drinking and sex. Then Lord said to Moses, Go back down at once, because your people, whom you led out of Egypt, have sinned and rejected me. They have already left the way that I commanded them to follow. They have made a bull calf out of melted gold and have worshipped it and offered sacrifices to it. They are saying that this is their God who led them out of Egypt. I know how stubborn these people are. So we're going to stop right there because there is a lot to unpack and talk about in these nine verses. I wanted to start by um, I wanted to start by looking at when the people gathered around Aaron and said, "We don't know what we don't ha- we don't know what has happened to this man Moses who led us out of Egypt. So make us a god to lead us." What always baffles me is that Aaron doesn't seem to hesitate. <laughs> he just tells them, "Give me all your gold." And I've always kind of pondered that. And I've read different commentaries on it, and they have all different explanations for it. But it, it's curious to me that Aaron, who was right there with Moses from the very beginning, seeing the ridiculous, amazing miracles that God was doing, like the 10 plagues in Egypt, for example. (laughs) Um, It's amazing to me that Aaron wouldn't be quicker to defend Moses or to defend God and say, you know, well, Moses is up there on the mountain talking to God, and we need to just be patient and wait for him to come back. But instead of saying that, he creates this golden calf for them. And then I think about in verse 4, it says he took the earrings, melted them, poured the gold into a mold, and made a gold bull calf. And I'm always like, where did the mold come from? Like, who brings a mold to make a golden calf from Egypt? Like, what's, what's, what's the story behind that? And I have to think that even as they were fleeing Egypt, even as the Lord God was blessing them with the ability to leave Egypt, was blessing them with the ability to get so much wealth from their neighbors, because if you know the story... 
of the night of the Passover when the blood was over the doorpost so that the angel of death did not kill the firstborn in the um, in the families of the children of Israel, but only the firstborn of the Egyptians, then you know that the Egyptians were giving the Jewish people, the children of Israel, giving them wealth, giving them things to take with them. And I think that it's really easy for us to, to judge all of this and to say, why would they have this this mold with them? Why would they, why would Aaron be so quick to create this golden calf? Like, it doesn't seem like they have very big, much faith if the first time Moses is gone for a long while, they give up on God so quickly and they get impatient. But I want us to slow down in our judgment and our criticism of them. I know I always roll my eyes when I read these passages and I have to stop myself because in reality, we can all, if we're being really honest, see points in our life where we behave similarly or maybe possibly exactly the same way with God. And no, you're not melting down your jewelry and making a golden calf, but you put other things ahead of God. You get impatient with what God's doing. You move ahead of God instead of waiting for him to lead you and to guide you. And I think about different times in my own life that this has happened and it never works out well for me. And so I've learned to try to be more patient and to wait when I'm waiting on the Lord, to not rush into anything. So if I don't hear from him, that doesn't mean I should just plunge on ahead. It means I should be still and wait until I hear something. And so I want to take a moment and just pause while you reflect on times in your life that you got impatient, that you didn't want to wait on God, that you maybe entrusted in something else. Maybe you weren't hearing from God, so you went to a fortune teller, or um, you consulted the horoscope, or you called 50 of your closest friends to ask them what they thought you should do. So instead of praying and reading the Bible and being still and being patient and waiting for God to direct you, you went to all these other sources and resources to figure it out on your own, what made sense to you. So let's take a moment, let's pause about times in our lives when we've done that, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about what happened with these people. Welcome back. Hopefully that time of reflection was helpful. I think that It is really easy for us to read these passages of scripture and to condemn and to judge the children of Israel and Aaron um, and wonder why they were so quick to make this golden calf and how could they even worship this golden calf? Like it seems so ridiculous to us to worship some concrete object and to call it God and to say it led us out of Egypt when they watched the Lord in a pillar of fire and um, a pillar of smoke lead them out of Egypt. So why would they then say this golden calf was their God? It doesn't even make any rational sense to us. But yet again, hopefully during your time of reflection, you thought about times in your life where you put other things in front of God, where you didn't want to wait on God, so you tried to substitute other wisdom into your life for guidance. And so when it says... um, that Aaron continues in all of this. He built an, he, it says in verse five, he built an altar in front of the golden calf and announced tomorrow there will be a festival to honor the Lord. And then early the next morning, they brought some animals to burn as sacrifices and others to eat as fellowship offerings. The people sat down to a feast, which turned into an orgy of drinking and sex. Now again, really easy for us to just look down our noses at them and be filled with contempt and disgust at how quickly they turned away from God. But again, <laughs> I don't know about you, But when you have a day where you're struggling or a time where you're struggling, you might find, I'll speak for myself, I might find that I'm much quicker to turn to um, food 
for comfort than I am to turn to prayer. So recently, there was um, there were a lot of really difficult situations that came up, not just in my life, but in the lives of the community. And in the meantime, I was be I was part of a fast and. I was joking around with someone about how I didn't want to fast and pray in the midst of the trial and the tribulation I was experiencing. I wanted to just go home and eat all my feelings. And I found myself feeling resentful that instead of going home and eating all my feelings, I needed to just be still and to pray and to worship God. And while my flesh was resentful, in the end when I was obedient and I stayed true to the fast and I made myself pray and worship God, the strength that God gave me, the peace that God gave me was so much better than anything that I could have gotten out of eating my feelings and so much greater and healthier, not to mention healthier because generally when we tend to eat our feelings, we're not eating the exact healthiest food. And so we don't just use food as a comfort. If we're to be perfectly honest, a lot of people use sex as a comfort. And when they're frustrated or they're sad or they're angry, they look to someone for sexual um, interactions. <laughs> and that's how they relieve their stress. That's how they find comfort. And that, that behavior, if we're going to be really honest, is no different than what the children of Israel were doing at the bottom of the mountain. And so again, it's so easy for us to judge them and say, but, you know, they had just seen God do all these miraculous things. We see God do all these miraculous things in our in our lives. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and for everyone who still has a roof over their head and $5 in the bank, and their lights are still on, and they have a vehicle or at least a mode of transportation, even if it's their two feet, that means we're incredibly blessed. For all of us who are COVID-free, for all of us who are in our right minds, all of those things are ridiculous, miraculous, wonderful blessings from God especially in the midst of everything that's going on in this world and not just the medical pandemic, but with everything that's going on in this world with systemic racism, with politics, with everything that's happening, it's truly an act of God that we are all in our right minds. And so when the Lord says to Moses, go back down at once because your people whom you let out of Egypt have sinned and rejected me, that always cracks me up because if you're married or you're um, in a relationship and there's joint custody over anything, even if it's the dog, you know when that, that child or that pet does something wrong, it's always your kid did this or your dog did that. And I think it's funny that the Lord says to Moses, your people whom you let out of Egypt because they're God's people. And yet they have turned away from God. They've rejected God. And we are doing that. I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but I'm trying to help us. We reject God. God, when we put other things ahead of him, when we don't wait patiently on him. So I want to encourage you on today. I know this probably hasn't felt encouraging, but I want to encourage you on today. Do not make calves out of melted gold. Do not worship them. Do not make sacrifices to them. Do not say that anything else is your God. Do not be stubborn before the Lord, but be stubborn in your ability to be patient. Wait on God. Trust in him. Don't turn to other things. Trust that the Lord is working things out for you. We know as readers of the Bible that the reason Moses was still up there is because God was giving him a lot of information to bring back to them, to bless them, to keep them, to help them be safe. But they don't know that. And just like in our own lives, we don't know why God has us in the holding pattern we might be in. All we know is that God loves us and he wants what's best for us, but he also wants, he also sees the bigger picture. And so he knows what's best better than we can know what's best. I think a lot about 
parents and their children and how you know your parents make you brush your teeth and they make you shower and they make you eat your vegetables and you might hate them in the middle of all that when you're a kid but when you're older you appreciate all that and then you turn around and make somebody else do all those things and God is our heavenly father who loves us and who wants what's best for us and who is growing us in our character so I pray that on today this will help inspire you whatever you're waiting on God for keep waiting don't turn to anything else turn to the word of God turn to worship music turn to praise turn to a comforting sermon trust that the Lord is working in your favor trust that God is in communication even if you can't hear him he is doing something let's pray Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that even in the waiting, when we're frustrated, Lord God, that we don't need to turn to other things, Lord, but we can root and ground ourselves in you, Lord God that we don't need to turn to things of this world, Lord, or we don't need to worship things of this world, Lord, because we are able to worship the one true living God. We know, Lord, that you are the only one that we need. You are the only one that we can trust, Lord, and you are the only one who can save us. So help us not to look to temporary solutions, Lord God, but help us to be patient in the waiting as we continue to strive to live our holiest hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I know we went way over time this time, but I am praying that this encourages you. If you have made any golden calves or had any drunken orgies, hopefully not to that extreme, but you know what I mean. If you have put other things before God, all you have to do is stop. There's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who walk according to the spirit and not the flesh. God bless you and we'll see you soon.